Oh, I was in uh, Mexico and I just spent a lot of time not only drilling wells and repairing wells, but early in the morning I would get up and I would drill some deep wells in the spirit and just tap into the, the, the presence of God and ask him uh, to speak to me. Uh, and so he has begun to do that. And uh, as a result, I began to realize that we all need to be in a place where we can hear God's voice speak to our life. How many of you someplace in your life, you know, even though it may not have been an audible voice, you know God has spoken to you in times in your life. You know you, you're, you're hearing God. How many of you know, how many have been able to say, I've heard God in times in my life speak to me? And so it's so important for us to position ourselves at a place where we can hear God. In fact, here's my thoughts, and I've just been thinking, most when when, when it comes to listening, you know, it's important that we listen. Everybody say, you got to listen up. When it comes to listening, most people are more, uh, more concerned about God hearing them than they hearing God. Did you catch that? Most people just want God to hear them. When in reality, I think even though God does hear us, in fact, David said, I cried unto the Lord with my voice. And he heard me out of his holy hill. God does hear us, right? He wants to hear us. But I think one of the real secrets to being really heard by God is learning to hear what he has to say to us. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, God wants to talk to you today. Tell somebody else that God wants to speak to you this morning. And you know what? He may do just that. He may use this old bow-legged, uh, nearly 60-year-old preacher to speak to you today. And if some way I can be the voice, <coughs> pardon me, the voice within the voice, that's what I so desire. But uh, understand something. Uh, Jesus was concerned. Jesus was desirous. Not that uh, we would call out to him as much as we would hear what he has to say to us. In fact, three times in three different places in Scripture, Jesus said this. He said, he said, he who has an ear to hear, let him He who has an ear to hear, let him hear. And so he was concerned about us being able to hear God. Uh, And I think the question we need to be asking ourselves is, what is the Spirit saying to us? What is the Spirit of God saying to the church? What is the Spirit of God saying to my family? Amen. What does God want to say to me? That's an important question. And last week we talked about that and we realized in Matthew 11 that he said, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear. And then I find it very interesting. Everyone say, this is very interesting. I find it very interesting that Jesus, when he revealed himself to John on the isle called Patmos, and when John was, was, uh, 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 put away in prison in a sense, that the resurrected Christ shows up into his life and he says, and once John got got to the place of, of, of being, uh, he was overwhelmed by the presence of the resurrected Christ. Basically, Jesus says, John, get your pen and paper. I've got some letters I need you to write. You're going to be my voice. You're going to be my prophetic word to the churches. And he wrote, he 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 penned, if you will, seven letters to seven churches. You can read in Revelations 1, 2, and 3. Uh, and uh, so he wrote to these seven churches. And the la- the one thing they all had in common was this phrase. He who, at the end, 
Here's what Jesus said to the churches. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. How many of you are part of the church today? You see, God wants to speak to you. He wants you to hear what He has to say. Yes, He wants to hear from you. He taught us to pray. But I think communication should be a two-way street. How about you? And so today I want you to plug in with me. In fact, last week I gave you, I'm just rehearsing a few things. Last week I gave you a New Testament pattern to hearing God's voice. Uh, uh, three little thoughts that I had from the book of Acts, uh, really from Pentecost. Uh, because, you know, before Pentecost, Jesus spoke to them by His by his person until he was uh, uh, resurrected and then uh, finally ascended to the to the the right hand of the father and that's why Jesus said go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the father and you know the story the holy spirit came upon them and then the spirit began to speak to them and speak through them i gave you three thoughts here they are you can go back and 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 plug into these from our our iPods, our, well, not iPod, but our podcast, uh, and our website. Here they are. Before the Spirit of God began to speak, the people of God began to seek. You see, if you want to hear God, you got to seek God. And if you begin to seek God, you'll begin to hear God. Here was the next one. When the people of God began to seek, the Spirit of God began to sound. Acts 2, uh, verse 2, it says, and, the, and there was a sound as a mighty rushing wind. And we know from that point when the Holy Spirit was poured out, He began to speak to them. And then number three, I gave you this. Ministry to the Lord always precedes a manifestation from the Lord. Acts 13, it says, while they ministered to the Lord and fasted. Everyone say fasted. I know it's close to Thanksgiving, but hey, if you want to hear God, you got to learn to minister to the Lord. And that's a big word. It's not just a Sunday morning worship set. It's a lifestyle of service and worship and, and attention to the things of God. And, and when they began to minister to the Lord, uh, he began to be, make himself manifest to them. And it says the Holy Spirit said, everyone say the Holy Spirit said. The Holy Spirit said. So that was last week. I want you to digest that once again. I want you to go back and review that again. If you missed last Sunday, get online at cotrnorth.com. Go to the audio, go to the podcast, and maybe even the video, and just uh, allow last week, because understand something today. God wants to speak to you. He has something He wants to say to us. And we've got to posture ourselves to hear God. And everybody said, amen. So today, are you in John chapter 10? In fact, I want to encourage you to do this. I'm going to look at more than the first five verses, but I'm just going to read the first five verses, uh, and then we'll look at some others. But I want to encourage you to read the entire chapter of John chapter 10 and just let this these thoughts kind of permeate your spirit. Here they are, John chapter 10, verse 1. <clears throat> Jesus said, most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice. Everybody, I can't resist. Everybody go, Amen. To him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his what? Voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger. 
but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Now here's an interesting little side note in verse 6. He was talking to religious leaders of the day, and it says, And Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. How many of you want to understand what he's saying to you today? Let's ask God to help us right now. Father, we open our hearts to hear what you have to say to us. We truly want to hear the voice of the shepherd speak to us, saying, this is the way, go ye in it. Speak to us today, Lord, for your servant is listening. Everybody said amen. Today I want to talk to you about discerning the shepherd's voice. Be able to hear the shepherd's voice lead you through life because as he said, I speak to my sheep and my sheep know my voice. They don't know the voice of the stranger, but uh, uh, they hear my voice. And so I want to talk to you about the shepherd's voice this morning. The good shepherd. Everyone say he's a good shepherd. I'm not a shepherd. I've never led sheep. In fact, the closest I've ever become, and this is certainly way down the totem pole, I had pigs one time. And that's just not even spiritual, I can tell you that. Uh, and so I don't have a lot of knowledge from the sake of being a shepherd, but hey, we'll look at some things today. In fact, David uh, was a shepherd and he wrote a passage of scripture that we'll look at that you know all about, but we need to hear his voice. And so uh, before I get into the shepherd's voice, I just want to warn you today about other voices. I want to warn you today about what Jesus said here. There's the stranger's voice. There's the voice of stranger. And really, if we studied this out, we had determined, in fact, if you read John 8, the latter part of the chapter, Jesus talks about the devil's voice and how he speaks to us and he is a liar and the father of them. And so today, in this culture we live in, uh, there's voices that are trying to counteract the voice of the good shepherd to try to undermine the voice of the shepherd. And so I see some things here in this passage of Scripture I want to warn you about. How many of you know we need to be warned about things in this life, especially in the day we live in, and the enemy is out to undermine God's word in your life. Let me tell you, somebody who doesn't want God to speak to you, that's the devil. He can, he'll do whatever he can to keep you from hearing God. <clears throat> he'll make you busy. He'll make you distracted in all kinds of ways. And let me just show you some things I see in Scripture here today. The stranger's voice. Number one, it's deceptive. The stranger's voice is deceptive. If you look in verse 5, it says, Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of the stranger. Let me just tell you what the stranger's voice is out to do. Try to draw you away from Jesus. To deceive you and cause you to begin to believe something that is not true. To something that is different and leads you away. And OMG, if you would read, if we read through scripture today, and especially through the New Testament, we would find so many places where Paul the Apostle, the Holy Spirit warns us about these voices that come and speak to us. And that we should not listen to the deceptive nature of the enemy who has come and trying to draw us away and lead us away. In fact, chapter 10, verse 1, he says there's some that come into the sheepfold by another way. They're climbing up from another way. They're not coming legitimately into your life. They're slipping into your life unawares, trying to in, in, influence you and deceive you. So the stranger's voice is very deceptive. And that's the devil endeavoring to deceive us. In fact, Jesus said this in the last day. Somebody say in the last day. 
Read it in Matthew 24. Jesus said, in the last days, there will be false prophets who are out to deceive many. And I'm telling you today, we are living in the last days. Somebody say last days. You read the newspaper, you watch the news. You, hey, and you listen to me carefully. We're living in the last days. You say, Pastor, they've been saying that. Uh, hey, it's more so today than ever before. The signs of the times are all around us. Read Matthew 24. We're living in the last days and there is a deceptive voice going out into the world endeavoring to deceive and undermine the truth of God in our life. Are you with me? Say amen. The stranger's voice is deceptive, but number two, the stranger's voice is destructive. In fact, Jesus said this in John 10, 10. We didn't read it. He said, Jesus said, I've come that you might have what? And more abundantly. Everybody say hallelujah. He said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. But what does it say about the devil? What does it say about him in John 10, 10, these verses? It says, but the thief does not come except to kill, steal, and to what? Destroy. His voice, the stranger's voice is very destructive. And if you listen to his voice, understand something. He may promise you the moon, but but the end thereof is destruction. Are you with me? So the stranger's voice is deceptive. It's destructive. And number three, it's divisive. How many of you know that's been the devil's age-old tactic? Divide and what? Conquer. The stranger's voice is divisive. He's wanting to divide. In fact, uh, if you get down to verse 19, when Jesus uh, endeavors to finish up this thought about the good shepherd and leading the the sheep, uh, there is a religious division and there there is definitely a voice of division. Verse 19, therefore, there was a division again among the Jews because of these sayings. And it says, and many of them said, he is a, he has a demon and is mad. Why do you listen to him? Have you ever heard that? Let me tell you something. When Jesus starts sharing his word, man, the enemy will try to come in and undermine the word of the Lord and say, man, are you, in fact, what did he tell Eve? He said, Hey, do you believe all that? Has God really said? And he began to divide and conquer. And the enemy comes to divide and conquer. And we see this right here when, when Jesus began to talk about the shepherd's voice, the religious spirits, the divisive spirits. Said, and they began to divide. There was a division among them. And when there's a division, and that's his age-old tactic, it's hard to hear God when you're being pulled to and fro. The stranger's voice, the devil's voice is out to divide and conquer your life. And then number four, what I see in this passage of Scripture, the stranger's voice is dismissive. I know you've heard this before. You've heard God speak to you in a certain way, and the enemy comes and begins dismissive. That's not really God. You couldn't have heard God. That's not God. God doesn't speak to you. God doesn't deal to you. And it began to dismiss it. Look what they did. That's what they said. They said, he has a demon. Don't listen to him. You need to dismiss that. Listen, for every word from God that God wants to speak to you, there is a voice that will try to arise in your life to dismiss what God's saying to you. And just say, just forget about it. Just dismiss it. That can't be valid. That can't be right. That, that's the stranger's voice. You know, Beverly, I've been pastoring for how long, Beverly? 
full-time ministry since 1983, September 1983. Senior pastor for a number of years. I've seen little, you know, we dedicate little children today. I've actually dedicated the children of the children. I don't know if I've dedicated the children of the children of the children yet. You'd have to help me with that. But I've seen a lot of people come and go and Yesterday or day before on Facebook, one of the families that were a part of our church in Quitman, the little kids there, they were in a part of a single parent family and, uh, uh, they just grew up in our church and just great people and, and, uh, we did our best to invest in them and to love them. <clears throat> and, and I think there were five kids and one of the, 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 the young lady who had a child that they're now, they're grown, she on Facebook said pray for, I think her daughter was going to have surgery and her brother slipped a comment in on Facebook and said, don't trust, just trust in the surgeon's hand and don't trust in, in that make-believe God of yours. Now, that young man heard all the same preaching that his sister heard. He was raised in the same house, but what happened to him? He listened to the stranger's voice. And he dismissed it all. You see, if we're going to hear God, we've got to understand that there is influences in the world that are trying to keep us from hearing God. And so today I came with some good news. How many of you like good news? I've got good news about the good shepherd. He's a good shepherd, by the way. And I want to share some things with you about how he speaks to us and how his voice should influence our life. I want to describe the shepherd's voice today for you from this passage of Scripture. Number one, what I see in this passage of Scripture, and this is awesome to me. It's a voice, when he speaks, it's a voice of ownership. He owns us. How many of you know the shepherd's voice when he comes and when he said, he began to describe himself and the, and the shepherd's voice. Look what he said in verse three and four. To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name. You see, when the shepherd speaks, he speaks to those who have understood that they belong to him. In fact, the next verse, he hits it again. I think he's hitting it so we can understand that we need to embrace this reality that we've been bought with a price. We are not our own. We belong to him. He says, and when he brings out his own, his own sheep, everybody say his own sheep. Everybody say that means me. It's a voice of ownership. You belong to me, but he is a good shepherd. Everybody say he's a good shepherd. In fact, I love what the Bible says in Isaiah 43, a prophetic insight to the day we are living in today. Isaiah 43, 1, he says this, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. How many of you appreciate the fact that you've been redeemed? What did he do? He bought you with his own blood. He paid for you. So we as, hey, if we're going to hear his voice, we've got to come to the place, <clears throat> pardon me, where we yield to him as the one who owns us. We do not belong to ourselves. We've been redeemed. He says, fear not. I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. I'm going to tell you, God wants to talk to people who understand that. Are you with me? Say amen. 
When we come to the place where we realize I belong to him, he has redeemed me. I belong to Jesus. I am not my own. But I love what he said. He fear not. Most people get nervous about being a slave. I'm going to tell you the most, the, the greatest pleasure you will ever experience is recognizing and understanding that you don't, do not belong to yourself. You belong to him. He's the, he's in charge. He's the Lord and leader of your life. And when you place yourself in that position right here and right here, I'm going to tell you, he starts talking to you fear not somebody say fear not fear not he said fear not for i've redeemed you i've called you by your name you are mine i'm reminded of a story that david shibley tells in his new book uh entrusted i've heard the story before but years ago he and david shibley is one of our uh, missionaries and he's been here preaching before he's a missionary statesman around the world they train frontline shepherds and people all over the world to uh, birth new churches and expand the kingdom and fulfill the great commission and he and naomi years ago were in thailand we prayed for ralph and annie and they were in thailand at a big youth conference and they began to speak in this youth conference and and people began to respond and and, and most really it was just a conference and he, what he realized was the majority of the people were young people they were teenagers they were young college and career types and he began to realize there's a culture that is making a break from the buddhism of the day and from the false religions of the day and they were hungry and thirsty after god and he was overwhelmed by that and at the end of it he met a young lady and he just, he had noticed her and he noticed how she worshiped and how she wept in the presence of God and, 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 and how her, her uh, undoubted love for Jesus was just shining through uh, every pore of her being. And I didn't bring the book. I wish I would have to read it to you, but she said, well, I need to tell you my story. He asked about what, what had caused her to be such a, uh, uh, exuberant young believer. And she said, I need to tell you my story. He said, what's your story? She says, as a little child, I was sold into slavery, into the sex industry. And for years and years, all I knew was that sickness that I was sold into. And she said, until one day, a preacher came along. And he paid for me. He put up the money and he bought me, literally bought me. Whoever owned her, he bought her. And she told Dr. Shibley, but he didn't buy me to, to have his way with me. He bought me because he loved God and he loved Jesus. And he bought me and he brought me into his own family. And he raised me up as his own daughter and his, and their family embraced her as their family. And she said, more importantly, Dr. Shibley, he brought Jesus to me. She said, I'm here today because I'm redeemed. Somebody paid for me. I know what, she said, I know what it means to be bought. I know what it means to be owned. I've been owned by the devil and now I'm owned by God. And I'm telling you today, Dr. Shibley, that's why I worship and praise him because I belong to him now. The shepherd's voice is one of ownership. 
He speaks to his own sheep. In fact, I've heard this, uh, and I, again, I can't validate it by historical perspective, but I've heard this, uh, uh, that, that you can take a, a, sh- a shepherd and his sheep and a shepherd and his sheep, and I've heard that they sometimes have a common pen, and they'll come together in a common pen, and they'll all intermingle and, and, and just in the common pen. But when it's come time to go out to pasture, the shepherd comes and he calls his sheep, and only his sheep come. The other sheep don't come because they don't know the voice of the other shepherd. They don't know the voice of the stranger. And they hear the shepherd's voice and they begin to follow him. That's the way God is looking to us. I belong to him. Amen. Number two, the shepherd's voice is one of relationship. Interesting to me, he talks about relationship here. It's a voice of, it's not just a, I'm the boss and I own you and I'm your evil taskmaster. But he says this in verse three, to him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by what? He knows our name. It's a voice of relationship, a voice of fellowship. And when we give our lives to Christ, it's not giving our lives to just the Lord of glory and He is the Lord. We give our lives to Jesus and He becomes our friend. In fact, Jesus said this uh, in, uh, oh, I believe it's in John chapter 15. He said, no longer do I call you servants, but I call you my friends. And the shepherd's voice is one of relationship. He wants to fellowship with you. He wants to talk to you. He's not here just to boss you and to, and to be an evil or, or an undue taskmaster over your life. He loves you. Somebody say, he loves me. That's why he's a good shepherd. I said, that's why he's a good shepherd. Everybody go, amen. He is our friend. He wants to spend time with us. Look what he says in verse 11 of chapter 10. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd does what? Gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he, uh, he is who is not the shepherd. Is he who is not the shepherd. One who does not own the sheep. Sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. And the hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I'm the good shepherd and I know my sheep and I am known by my sheep. We're talking about a real relationship with Jesus. I was talking to someone the other day in a strange kind of way. It's called Periscope. I don't, I don't want to try to explain it to you because I can't really figure it out. But I was, I, I'm, I'm, I'm live streaming around the world and a young lady got, came and began to talk to me and she said, I'm not religious. Uh, I gave up on God a long time ago. And man, I just jumped in because I could, she can hear my voice. I can't hear her. She just tired. I said, let me just tell you something. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about a bona fide relationship with Jesus Christ. He loves me me amen and when he comes and speaks he wants to spend time with you and love you he said i'm ready to lay my life down for my sheep i'm a good shepherd and this is one of relationship when's the last time you just spent some time with jesus la di da da la di well, uh, this morning I got up and I, I went now, or last night, now I lay me down to sleep. The Lord, so I should die for the wake. Pray the Lord, so today. How many of you know that's not relationship? You know when you can begin to hear Jesus speak to your life, the voice of the shepherd? When you take time just to be in His presence. 
and spend time with Him and love on Him and appreciate Him and be thankful to Him for paying for you with His own blood. That He didn't leave you to the voice of the stranger, but He came and He redeemed us, redeemed us with His own blood. And now He wants to spend time with us. It's the voice of relationship. Number three, the shepherd's voice is the voice of leadership. Because in John chapter 10, verse 4, look what he says. He says this, And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him. Why? Because they know his voice. Listen, understand something about God speaking to you. I've said it earlier. God wants to say something to you. Why does God want to speak to us? Just because he loves us? Sure. But why does God want to speak to us? Because he has something for us to do. He has some place for us to go. He has something for us to accomplish. We're not here to sit soaking sour and the voice of the good shepherd wants to come into our life and begin to lead us from where we are to where he wants us to move us out of mediocrity into a full-blown spirit-filled life that makes a difference in the world in these last days jesus has a plan for your life and he wants to speak to you today and begin to direct your life many 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 years ago when i was a little lad not a little lad but a young man right out of high school i found myself you know the story in Israel. My first night in Israel for the first time in the history of my life, I laid my little uh, head down on the bed in a hotel in Jerusalem uh, and I began to pray. And one reason I began to pray is because my friend Pastor Sonny Knatzer, who was young, tall, and skinny, snored like me today. And I didn't know him well enough to tell him, hey, roll over, man. You're, you're, you're sleeping hard enough for both of us. And so I began to pray and seek God. And I heard God speak to me clearer than anything I'd ever heard. He, he called me. He spoke to me. He directed my life. He said, I've called you to preach my word to many nations. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. But I knew I was under the, the, the manifestation and the presence and the voice of Jesus Christ in my life. And I began to ponder this and think about this and began to embrace this about four or five days. I didn't tell anybody because I... Still had a little question mark. About four or five days into the journey, uh, I had a little Pentecostal lady grab me. We were in the bus going somewhere. She grabbed me by the hands and she looked me in the eyes and she started shaking. I went, oh no. And she said, God is calling you. He's speaking to you. Ah, thus saith the Lord. I'm going, oh my goodness. And I got back home. My first service back in town on Wednesday night, I came to church and the Spirit of God said, go tell uh, your youth pastor during the altar call, God spoke to you and called you to preach. I said, I don't want to do that. But I knew I was, and I went and I did. And, and I sat down on the, I, I, as I, I just told him, I said, I believe God's called me to preach. He looked me in the eye and he said, there's only one way I can tell if this is really true in your life. I said, what's that? He said, if that's the only thing you'll ever be happy doing. Is that the only thing you'll ever be happy doing? I said, I don't know. He said, sit down there and pray till you find out. I went, okay. True story. I sat down in the front row and I began to cry out to God. And man, I heard the stranger's voice. God didn't call you to preach. You just heard something, you thought something, but this God didn't call you for you. I'm telling you, I, it was the enemy trying to steal me of the call of God on my life to keep me from following Him. 
God didn't call you to preach. You go where you stupid. About the time a youth pastor gets up there and he says, there's a young man down here who says God's called him to preach. I went, oh no. True story. And I said, God, you got to help me here. I'm in a jam. I need, I need you. Man, the war was on. And the late brother Howard can answer. That's Pastor Sonny's dad, who looked like Moses. He stepped down in front of me in his deep Moses-like voice. He said, Sound. Did God call you to preach? I think he doesn't believe it either. And I said, I think so. And he says, don't worry about anything. God spoke to me on the plane yesterday that I would see you down here surrendering your life to preach. And I told a young lady who was in our church, I told Virginia that we'd see you down here Surrendering your life to preach. About that time Virginia showed up. She said, he did, he did, he really did. And I realized that day that the voice of the shepherd was leading me. I wouldn't be here today. Had I listened to the voice of the stranger. But listen, understand something. God wants to speak His Word into our life to lead us into the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Hey, David heard it. David was a shepherd. Oh, I love the life of David. Man, I'm telling you, he was a shepherd. In fact, the Bible says he was a little shepherd boy and he learned how to shepherd the sheep. But then we see in Psalm 73 that he says David shepherded Israel out of the integrity of, of heart. He had learned that, hey, what he was learning in the natural with the little stinky sheep God was using him to lead nations and David wrote this under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit in Psalm 23 he said the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he maketh me to lie down in green pastures he leads me beside still waters he restores my soul he leads me are you following where he's leading. Because when he speaks to you, it's not only one of I, you belong to me. It's not only one I want to spend time with you, but it's, it's a voice that says, I want to lead you to where I need you to go. It's a voice of leadership. What do you tell the disciples there by the sea, Peter and John and the others? He said, follow me. Everyone say, follow Follow me. Follow me, he said, and I will make you into fishers of men if you'll just follow me, if you'll listen to my voice. See, the shepherd's voice is one of ownership, but it's also one of relationship. But then ultimately it's one of leadership. He wants you to follow him. Amen. And then finally, very quickly, if you're in Luke 24, and I won't spend much time there, but it's a voice of discipleship. Luke 24 is the story of the resurrected Christ interacting with two disciples who did not know He had been raised from the dead. They're on their way to Emmaus. Everyone say Emmaus. The road to Emmaus. 
And they were doubting what was going on. They did not understand why Jesus had died. And the resurrected Christ did not reveal Himself to them in the beginning, but He began to walk with them on the road to Emmaus. And the Bible says He began to open to them the Scriptures from Moses all the way up through Him. And He began to reveal to them Jesus. Did you know? I said, I said, did you know this Bible is all about Jesus and what He wants to speak to you? And it says that the resurrected Christ, they didn't know who he was. He's speaking to them the scriptures. What's he doing? He's discipling them. He's teaching them. He's trying to help them understand the moment that they were in. And he just went through it all from, can you you imagine? From Moses all the way up through to present day. He's trying to speak to them the words of God. He's trying to teach them the things of God. And then they get hungry. And oh, I wish I had time to tell the story. And so they're going to break bread. And Jesus did this. I love this story. Everybody say, I love this story. He's been hanging out with them. They're just in awe of this guy. They don't know who he is. And he takes the bread and he begins to bless it and he breaks it and their eyes were open. Let me see your big eyes. Let me see your amazement with me. Let, pretend you're there. Come on, everybody. He blesses it and he breaks it. And they go. And you know what he does? You know what he did? He disappeared. From their side. And they said, did not our hearts burn within us? When he spoke to us, by the way, when he opened to us the script, When he began to disciple us and teach us, did not our hearts burn with us? Let me tell you, I've got a promise for you. You want a promise from Pastor Sam? I'll give you a promise. If you will open the scriptures, listen, he'll open them for you. I'm going to say it again. just came to me, not in my notes. If you'll open up the scriptures and begin to open up your heart to hear what he says to you, he'll open up the scriptures and he'll begin to feed you and disciple you and train you and lead you and teach you. And your heart, you'll get Holy Ghost heartburn. Oh my goodness. I got man last two weeks ago in Mexico. I was up on the balcony. You got to come with me sometime. It's Holy Ghost place up on the balcony. You can see the mountains. You can see all around. And I would tap into the presence of God and I'd read the word of God. I'm telling you, the heartburn, the spirit of God, the word of God would come alive in my heart. And I'm telling you, he wants to speak to you and teach you and not only just let you know he owns you and that he loves you, but he wants to speak to you where he wants you to go. And he wants to train you up with his word in your life. The shepherd's voice. Amen. Everybody say, Amen. He wants to talk to you. Well, I need him to hear what I have to say. I got the, my light bills due, for goodness sake. Listen, he's concerned about that which concerns you. But I just think one of the big secrets to getting God to hear you is to hear him. He doesn't want to listen to you complain. He doesn't? No, he, he wants you to be a prayer warrior, not a, a prayer warrior, not a prayer warrior. Did you know he's not shocked about what's going on in your life? 
You know, when you tell him all your problems, that, hey, I cast all your care upon him, for he cares for you. I believe in that. But understand something. He wants to speak to you about how to deal. Have you ever met somebody that they, they want to tell you how bad it is, but they don't want to listen to you when you tell them how to not, how not be so bad? Oh, oh, am I the only one as a pastor? Heard? They just want to unload on you, and they feel a little better for a second. You know, let me just get that off my chair and just pollute your system. And you say, well, let, no, I don't want to hear. I got to go, but see you later. I wonder how Jesus feels when we do that every morning. And Jesus, I need this, I need this. We just pour it out on him. And we don't, last, we don't wait to hear what he has to say. He owns you. He wants to spend time with you. He wants to lead you. And he wants to teach you how to follow him. He wants to open his word in your life. Where you're like those Emmaus guys. Did not our hearts burn with us? And he opened to us the scriptures. The shepherd's voice. Let's stand together. The shepherd's voice is here today. It's a voice of ownership. It's a voice of relationship. It's a voice of leadership. Ultimately, a voice of discipleship. And as the worship team comes, we're going to take just a couple of moments just to let Jesus have his way in our life. You see, he wants to talk to you. With every head bowed and every eye closed, just for a moment. If you're here and you've never really yielded your life to the leadership of the Lord of glory, the Bible says in Romans 3:20, He said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and open the door, I'll come into him and sup with him and he with me. I believe Jesus is knocking on the door of people's hearts today. People who may not know Him. People who may have given your life to Christ, but you've never begun to let Him lead you. Today you've heard the shepherd's voice. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here today, you can say, Pastor, I have to be honest, I don't know if I've ever really allowed Him to be the Lord and the leader of my life. I didn't ask you if you prayed a prayer one time and asked Jesus into your heart. I ask you, do, do you know for sure that you've ever yielded to, him, yielded to Him as the Lord and the leader of your life? And began to turn from your life and follow after Him. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here today and you say, Pastor, that's me. Today, I, I want to surrender my life to the leadership of the good shepherd I want to be among those sheep who hear his voice and follow him today I believe there are people here I didn't ask you if you were a, were a Christian or not a Christian I ask you and I, I, I believe there are people here today who have never surrendered, surrendered fully to the leadership of the Lord Jesus Christ in your life you may have had a religious experience, but you're trying to get him to follow you. That does not work. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, if that's you, if, I, if I've got your number by the Holy Ghost, 
and you know that's you and you always try to get Jesus to follow you and today you just say today I want to follow him if that's you today I'm going to ask you to lift your hand up boldly and say that's me today I'm surrendering my life to the leadership and governance of the Lord of glory God bless you you can put your hand back down anyone else just lift it up and then if that's you you know I'm talking to you lift it up and then wave it you can put it back down God bless you with all of us here today. This message was designed to tune your ear to hear what He has to say to you. And listen carefully to me. God this week is going to begin to speak His Word to you if you'll listen. He'll begin to direct you. He'll begin to teach you. But you got to listen to the shepherd's voice. So today I'm going to pray for those who lifted their hand. We're going to all pray together. If you're here today and you've never really given your life to the governance and the leadership of Jesus, today pray this prayer with me and with all of us. I want us all to pray together. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for paying for me with your own blood. I belong to you. I am not my own. I yield myself to your governance and invite you into my life to be the Lord and the leader of my life from this day forward I yield myself to you speak to me 